baby. Ooh, Hooray. Baby. We We're doing it. <laughs> We're back. Sweet success. Sweet release. Um, this, without a doubt, is another episode of Ross and Adam at the Movies, where we talk about Hello. one word titled movies that are preceded by the word the. Um, also pronounced the. That's Ross. I'm Adam. We're happy to be back. And this uh this is this is really exciting. Sounds sarcastic already. We have we have a guest and I got I got excited because this this guest isn't I think you're our first uh you're our first actor which a lot of people don't know that that's sort of the like the inner workings of movies are. Mhm actors <laughs> that's and the talkers have, when you're watching a movie whatever's talking is the actor that yeah oh, okay. I, right 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 i mm-hmm. hate it that for in a martin scorsese movie hmm? sometimes they talk off screen <laughs> and in this movie too i hate it when movies switched over to talkers we i want to welcome our guest it's mike hanford mike hi hey hi guys mike i you, you know i've been on podcasts for years and years thanks for having me and i still mm-hmm. don't know when you start talking do some some hosts are like no i'll introduce you then you talk and some you know you want to chime in and act join in the fun and you're like oh, all right yeah well a lot of podcast hosts it's kind of it's all they have so they need to hold on to the power of control right. as <laughs> right. much as mm-hmm. possible whereas um you know ross of course as we mentioned last episode now has a has a child in his mm, life. That's what I can control. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have Ross. And so we can, mm-hmm. we, we, <laughs> the power dynamic is really, <laughs> shut, shut, shut up, shut up. And so we're totally comfortable. <laughs> we're totally comfortable letting you talk whenever you want starting now. Um, this is, this is such a thrill um, to uh, spend this time with the two of you because the movie we're going to talk about is so bad that I, uh, it's good to have a reason to have watched it other than to have watched it. Right. Which is the only reason that I watched it, I think, but, but let's not get into that yet. I really don't want to get into that yet because I want to put it, (laughs) I want to put it off as, as long as possible. Um, first and (laughs) foremost, we'll have a couple of, couple of recurring segments, we got uh, the segment we started last week, of course, the Dad Father Part One. Ross, if you want to just let us know what it's what it's like to be a dad now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, it's gotten more complicated, when, and uh, how how? Well, she's more and more aware of reality. And reality is very hard and difficult, as you guys know, as adults. Not unlike the characters of the trilogy from which you name this section. That's correct, yes. Um, We're kind of in the second part of the trilogy where betrayals are on the horizon, I think. (laughs) She's taking over the family. I think she might be taking over the family. We pretty much do whatever she wants at any moment. (laughs) So I think that counts. I'm the Fredo, definitely, in this household. (laughs) so I'm, I, I haven't seen part two. I think things go well for Fredo, and uh, I'm looking forward to just finding out how that goes. As long as you're not the horse's head. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He looked cozy. The head is yeah. doing great. Mm-hmm. It's, the rest of the, it's the rest of the body we had to worry about. There's, a, there's <clears throat> another segment 
that we we've done a few times, which I certainly didn't tell Mike about in advance. But oh I kind of like when we loop loop back around into this, especially when it's movies. I actually that made me mad when we watched them, so I kind of want to put off talking about it, as was the case with today's movie, The Doors. Mm-hmm. But um, the we sort of. Ross and I check in with each other every so often about new ideas for new movies, new business, mm. just things things we've we've had kind of a little peek into our shrinking minds. Mm-hmm. Um, Ross, do you have anything? Well, you'd I like do. To share? I do have two uh, things. One is a business idea, which I'm known for on this podcast. Actually, is for winning business ideas. It's like a venture capital <laughs> kind of. Industry. <laughs> you keep hijacking. You keep hijacking this segment and immediately turning it into a business idea pitch. Which well, is I'm like, the case. now that I have a kid, I'm really kind of in, into the lucrative uh, mindset. Yeah, <laughs> but um, maybe you guys will. So you have to know what ZipRecruiter is in order to uh, understand sure. this idea. Yeah, you guys know what ZipRecruiter is. I've got I do a not. vague idea. It's like a company that. Um, what do they do? <laughs> they, they, they make uh, zippers. They, they, they sell zippers. They, they recruit people to make zippers. It's a zipper That's right. factory. Yes. They, it's uh, an app that does that. It's like a job app company. They, you sign up and you put Ooh. your resume on there and they get you a job, that kind of thing. You look for employees. So you're not, you're not talking about the Rycooter's zipper company. No. Is that zipper? That's zipper cooter. That's a but very you're talking good about zip, zip, zip. You're talking about zipper. Yeah. Recruiter. Zip Rycooter. Okay. Yes. Zip. <laughs> um, the uh, the company that I was thinking of is Zip Zapruder Film, so it mm. uh, <laughs> it's just for people who are obsessed with the JFK assassination, and you hire Got someone it. to go over that footage again and again and again, which is related to this movie. Is the Oliver Stone connection here? You hire someone. I, <laughs> <laughs> you have to have some excess excess funding uh-huh. laying around, but it's it going to lead like to so yeah. you got to spend usual. money to make money. You got to you got <laughs> yeah. to spend money. You got to spend money to spend money. I think you are onto mm-hmm. something, which is if you are sort of the lonely. This is unfortunately, and I think it would work well in a more ideal world where conspiracy theorists couldn't find each other so easily. Oh, if that was the case. <laughs> if that was the case, it's then a, you could use right. Zabruder place in the to, market. <laughs> yeah, just like I'm alone. I think these things probably are happening. Mm. No one else is talking about them. Will you come over? Right. And let Be me my talk friend. to you about them. And also, <laughs> yeah, and also hang this picture up because I don't know how to hang it. Right. They always come out lopsided for me. Um, yeah. Re- Zapruder Recruiter is actually a better title for that, as you mentioned. So that's good. Uh, but the other thing that I want to do is really, this is my main point of the podcast, is I want to pitch Mike on um, a Sloppy Boys parody movie of mm. the Doors movie. I think oh, that that's a- you have to make this with three Jim Morrison. Yeah, I mean, we we have a we have a bunch of uh, we have a bunch of sketch ideas and TV show ideas and movie ideas and stuff. But this would be definitely like a great thing to draw from this. Uh, yes, this yeah. era of rock and roll mm-hmm. and like his whole thing. Yes, uh, I yeah. have a I have a movie yeah. pitch. I have a movie pitch for you. It's a prequel. Let's hear it. To uh, Snakes on a Plane and it's <laughs> Snakes on a Train. <laughs> a prequel. Yeah, a prequel. Does it explain right. how they got onto the plane? Then that's the end of the movie. Um, yeah, a lot of unanswered questions from the first movie are actually answered in the first movie, which is right. cool. It's kind of cool how I'm writing the script. It's <laughs> it's also told memento style, so even the prequel is sort of flipped and flopped all over the place. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. A lot of that producers don't get it yet, but they will. 
<laughs> they will. They will. That works. You'll yeah, show that them. Works great. Yeah. That works great for my movie, which is about someone who rents Mike's movie thinking it's snakes on a plane and then sort mm-hmm. of the hijinks that they go through to try and return it. Right. My, yeah, you don't my... see many movies about people renting movies. <laughs> no, only about American Psycho. Movies. Yeah. Yeah, American Psycho is probably the only one I can think of. <laughs> That's a, a movie about a guy <laughs> wanting to return some videotapes. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, people focus on the wrong part of that movie. They always mm-hmm. right, it, right. You know, they you think it's about the other thing. <laughs> no, yeah, it's about <laughs> tapes. Yeah, my my idea of the week for a new movie is called. I think I would call it the Gadget Lab, and it's mm. sort of so you know how spies go. You know, like before the mission, they go into the the gadget lab to kind of get yeah. the new gadgets from, from the mm-hmm. nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So One spy in be, particular does this, I'd say the nerd. Here's the thing. They all do it. You think, <laughs> you think it's just, you think it's just James Bond who does it, but I just watched, I, we just rewatched black mission Panther. impossible. Black, oh, Panther. black Panther. Black right, Panther. Yeah. Does oh, yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Mission impossible. Mission impossible does it more of a mask mm-hmm. guy, but they still no. Mm-hmm. it's true. Um, so yeah, I want the movie that's only in the lab and kind of cool spies come and go. Yes, and they get like the spiel because then you get to hear a lot of spiels. The right. Kingsman sort of like the Kingsman does it well too. Oh, of course, yeah. The, mm-hmm. I think the right. worst, the worst movie franchise that I can't wait to keep watching. I race to watch <laughs> the Kingsman. I know, and I so love bad. that. And John Wick are movies that I'm like, right? Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I know what these movies are, and I love them. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it you, Adam, who was telling me that, that what the thing with Kingsman is they keep all of the action at the exact center of the screen throughout the entire yes, movie? It's in the center. And then the once, center you, of the frame. once you notice that, you can't stop thinking about it through the whole movie. You're like, there's we no other camera it's, angle. <laughs> no, it's not a normal way. It's not a normal way to like shoot a movie. But so at some funny. point they realize, like, yeah, you want if you want people to follow the like punching, it should be like right. the face in the center. Yeah. Of the it's screen. like, look, you idiot! Don't look at the, <laughs> don't look over <laughs> yes. in the corner of the frame, you moron! As a look right in the center. This is all. This is all great, and I hate to move on. <laughs> I absolutely hate. I hate. I hate to move on, but we're gonna have to talk about the doors, and I just want to, exclusively for the two of you who can see me on camera and i didn't buy it but i've moved with it many times <laughs> oh the DV, the DV yes DV. wow you were Very one nice. of the people who bought it which yes. means now i can you got to return that i can throw it away <laughs> it doesn't I'm look like it's been open too by the way <laughs> it's it is yeah i you watched it without opening this. it yeah <laughs> there's a quote there's a quote on the front of the of the box which and I did watch this movie, but <laughs> I need you. I need you to tell me if Jim Morrison, Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison, who did such a good job in this movie, that I believed it was actually Jim Morrison the entire time. Mm-hmm. The but I you have to tell me if he says this quote in the movie because I'm almost certain he doesn't. Which is, mm. there are things known, and things unknown, and in between, are the doors. He definitely does not say that. No, yeah, it seems like something he could say. It seems like something he could say in that movie, yeah, but I right. don't think he does. There was probably an earlier draft where they have him say something maybe that the actual Jim Morrison actually said, which was maybe that. But mm-hmm. I sort of believe most of the dialogue of this movie 
was full make em ups. And yeah. at some point, pretty early on, Jim Morrison's like, yeah, it's something, it's the doors, it's, there's doors in the, there's doors in the mind, man. Right. <laughs> well, all, I read an Oliver Stone quote that he said that the Doors script was always problematic, even when we yeah. shot, but the music fuses it together. <laughs> that was his quote about the movie. <laughs> he was like, just put this, the doors in the background. This seems like a movie that like, for a problematic script is the... Director wanting one thing where he's doing like kind of mm-hmm. uh, vague uh, imagery and like cool concert shots and stuff like that. And then the studio saying, okay, you can have all that, but you need to have lines where the two founding members are walking on the beach and say, oh, because the doors are per- of perception are open. Right. That's not my line, by the way. It's <laughs> <laughs> like whatever, whoever uh, came it's up like with that. like Aldous Huxley who. said that. And then, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's so and, funny. And it's just like... There are so many lines and moments in this movie that are just like, gung, just (laughs) (laughs) hit you on the head with like, this is what the Doors did. Right. He's like, let's write this crazy song. Maybe like it's about a fire because you like snakes and stuff, Jim. Yeah. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine with that, though. Honestly, after I saw, I after I watched Bohemian Rhapsody, a movie a lot of people didn't like and I totally loved, it, as someone who like writes songs the act like an accurate depiction of how a song is written is maybe the most boring thing you could ever oh, for yeah, sure totally yeah <laughs> right. i get that so so yeah. full, i have no issue with it being made up it's if you're making the movie make it up make it fun and i do love like in bohemian rhapsody you see how they like write we will rock you and it's and they sort of like stumble mm-hmm. into the stomp stomp clap thing and there's no yeah, way yeah. that's how it happened and i loved watching it and i would watch a movie that was only bands i love mm. and how they the like wrote the songs. song right yeah. yeah and it's i could have used actually more of that there was only one right i mean this movie i also thought it was funny that with the rayman zara character played um hilariously i think by Kyle mclaughlin uh mm-hmm. he is like give me five minutes to come up with the intro <laughs> and then he never plays the intro it just cuts to the next scene where you hear the intro being played and you actually never see him play a keyboard again for the entire movie it's like no, <laughs> they're like he touches it he i think i don't it. even I, I think the, that he could have just had his hands down at his sides the entire time and that would have been the same <laughs> that was that was so i really like that moment because he's like give me five minutes and you hear him like playing the intro and kind of missing a note. Oh, what right, is it? Right, right. Yeah. And then the guys are out on the beach. You guys go out on the beach. They don't even get past like the tall grasses to get to the beach. He's like, come mm. back. I've got it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I was really almost there. I needed just one moment of silence. <laughs> yeah, he's that's someone pretending they didn't like do it all. Because also that like right. that intro... That intro sounds like something where he's like, I wrote something cool. I hope I get to sh- <laughs> shove it into a song at some point. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Also, just, in, that, in that scene, um, which is early on in the movie, I thought that this movie was going to be great because he has the line, Rayman Zarek has the line, uh, A minor, B minor. This is jazz, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is he incredible. Says, he says, this is jazz. He says, this is jazz. And then the drummer who throughout the course of the entire movie appears to wish he had never joined. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was. Until the very end when he loves him. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly the, loves Jim Morrison. The, the moment he, there when they're coming he, up with Light My Fire. Oh, go ahead, Adam. I can talk over you. Just when the drummer said a Latin beat would really do it justice. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Was such a <laughs> so funny, he's 
You know he's like kind of uh, not the guy doing exactly what everyone else wants. He wants a Latin beat. This is rock and roll time. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, during that scene where they're coming up with Come On Baby, Light My Fire, uh, right before that is when the band formed, and Jim Morrison is like, I got songs, man. I got so many songs, so many songs. And then he's like, he's like, they're arguing about the song. He's like, well, then you write one. I can't. <laughs> we need them anyway. Like, well, you yeah. just told us where you right. have so many. That does actually speak to the characterization of Jim Morrison, who yeah. says one thing and then immediately does the opposite thing throughout the, I think the entire movie is like famous yeah. bullshit. And then he's like, stay yeah. at this party, man. This party's awesome. We're going to meet Andy Warhol. Like, what is happening with this character? I mean, he is the most, and this is also where I was like, the problem with biopics is you're, I mean, they're sort of doomed from the get-go. And it actually could have maybe been a good movie if Oliver Stone was like, I'm going to make a movie about a Jim Morrison type. Mm, and then mm-hmm. gets to like write a guy who's totally crazy and you don't have to worry about right. every like historical benchmark the band went through. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. he is, be, and then maybe he could have actually been a little more flexible with the character because... At least in this movie, Jim Morrison, I think, is like the most hateable person I've ever oh, seen. He's on the worst. Film. Yeah. He's, he's obsessed with, from the beginning. Yeah, and right. He's never. He never gets. He's obsessed good. with right. murder. I think <laughs> he almost yes, murders many people. Death. He does well. Even when, when he first climbs into um, Pam's window, and yeah. he's like, he's like, <laughs> you don't first scene. You don't uh, use doors? He's like, no, I don't need him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. And you're like, this is the hero. He's climbing through a stranger's window who he followed home from the beach. What is happening? for like a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I agree with you. He was like a hateable character, but that's why I liked this movie because I thought Val Kilmer did like a great job at like he plays that well. Oh, he's so good. You're not, yeah, it was funny to watch because I was like, Okay, this is uh, this is tough to watch because this guy is tough to watch. So I guess right. he's doing a good job at it. <laughs> right, like, right. I, I don't. I don't think Oliver Stone was trying to say like, "Hey, everyone should be like Jim Morrison." It's like this guy it was a troubled guy, and this uh, he was yeah. tough to be around. <laughs> I have a note I wrote down pretty early in the movie that just says this fucking guy, and it's when he's on the he's cause just because he's on the beach reading poems yeah. to Meg Ryan, and he's, yeah. I'm like you. You're this guy. You're the poems on the beach right, guy. Right. You're maybe the original poems on the beach guy, which then yeah. gave permission yes. to every poem on the beach guy from <laughs> now on. Right. So also, like, she her response to that is, um, "Wow, these poems are." It's basically like her poem. These poems are really great. By the way, I don't think I've ever read a poem. <laughs> it's like <laughs> next scene. <laughs> like, right. That's so oh, great. I thought she said. I thought she, I thought this is what she said too, but I then I was like no, and then I thought she said uh, I haven't read this much poetry, and I was like that makes a little more sense. She's written his whole book, right. I guess. No, I read I a line here or there. I think, I've never I, think read it, I, I think it was I haven't read much poetry. I have, I have a thought exercise which I, I'm calling the the Jim Morrison mundane task test, which is you pick any mundane task that you're doing with Jim Morrison. <laughs> And then you imagine Jim Morrison making it absolutely unbearable <laughs> for the other people yeah, yeah. that he's doing it with. Because yeah, the right. whole movie, they're just like, oh, let's go to the store and get some chips. And he's like, man, let's do acid, let's do acid first, though. We got to do this. Right. Like, and he's like, and you're going to do acid, by the way. <laughs> like, what? The position of his body in time and space, too. It's like, right. hey, Jim, uh, could you grab me the um, uh, milk out of the fridge? 
and it's like a 15 minute slithery walk across the <laughs> kitchen. Yeah, and then it cuts to him on a balcony, and you're like, what is yeah. happening? Like that that should be in, in the Sloppy Boys parody. There's one character yeah. who every time you cut to him is just like always in some like position where he's about to die. Right, right. <laughs> oh. That that's that scene at the end when they were on the uh uh Chateau Marmont roof was uh as a guy who has been on a roof before and doesn't love it i was like "Ooh, these guys are really (laughs) close to the edge here no yeah those actors yeah it's scary yeah there's a i think him and him and kyle mclaughlin as a as Raymond Zarek, where after, yeah, after this movie, Kyle Kyle McLaughlin was like, I need to be in something that makes more sense, like right. where my dialogue makes movies. more sense. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then he does, yeah. then he does Twin Peaks, <laughs> right? But <laughs> a lot of he, snakes. Uh, like finally, yeah, uh, Kyle McLaughlin was in another movie where he goes to the desert and actually rides a giant snake. I think in uh, Dune. Oh, Dune. Dune. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so, right, right. I was wondering, like, does Jim Morrison mean at the beginning when he's in the desert? Does he mean he's literally seeing a snake in his mind that he's getting on the back of and riding? Like, like, is he hallucinating? Yeah, I couldn't tell what, what was. Or going is he on just there. talking about like something that's countercultural, and uh, that's the mm. the whole thing? I don't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. Such a genius. Speaking of Jim, yeah. <laughs> speaking of genius, Jim Morrison and uh, hallucinations, I feel like we should probably take a moment and address just how wonderfully respectful this film is of the Native American people. Oh my right. god! And how right. it's <laughs> not from the very beginning. It's just like, yeah, we're gonna just like drop some uh, Native mm. American shamans, just yeah, seemingly randomly throughout the course <laughs> of the movie. Right. I didn't and, seem to understand what what that character represented or what. Mm-hmm. Well, they took that from that. from Wayne's World too. Yeah, very obviously. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. As I was watching, I was like, "This is what they were doing in Wayne's World." <laughs> I know. I never seen it. I, yeah. I knew the Jim Morris of the Doors movie was out around that time, and I was like, "Oh, okay, they're drawing from that," but I don't have no idea. Right. But I yeah, know. it's perfect. <laughs> and every every time I do watch a uh, biopic, I have to go watch Walk Hard again. Yeah, because then you see just how like they take every single version of the thing and do right. Well, do I was that. I was yeah. reminded of the line from Walk Hard where he says, uh, um, "Something's happening here, and what it is isn't exactly uh, obvious." <laughs> <laughs> just just such a great, <laughs> hilarious line. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Jim Morrison's on the beach with Colin McLaughlin, and he says, "I got a whole concert in my head, man." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, I could have written, right. I could have written this in nine seconds." Yeah. That was a funny but scene when he's like singing to Raymond's Eric. He's like, yeah, those are. I mean, that's it is. This is a story. This whole movie is about the dangers of being told you're good. Because <laughs> at, at at the very beginning of the movie, the movie basically opens with Jim Morrison as a film student. And he's has like a, you know, seemingly very bad art film that he made for the class and everyone in the class hates it and they're booing him yeah. rudely. And then Kyle McLaughlin mm-hmm. leans over and he's like, he's like, fuck him, Jim. This is art. This is great. And that's basically yeah. sets the Never whole change. movie in motion. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I think the te- was the teacher uh, um, Oliver Stone? Oh, I don't oh. know. You're probably right. I, I looked at the credits and I didn't see it in the credits, so maybe it was just uncredited. Yeah, you're probably right, though. That sounds like something um, that a filmmaker would do. Uh, I thought that scene was funny because it was like, he's just sitting there while people are arguing about what art is and stuff. Right. And it's like, ooh, he's got the people talking. You don't get it, <laughs> but you're talking now. Right, ooh, right. And also, it's sort power. of 
I think Jim Morrison's thing in this movie is um, it seemed like at some point someone was like, don't say anything. Just be quiet for like mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of the time. And people will read their own things into what you're doing. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. spoil it by having an opinion about something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I um, think that's true. <laughs> there was something I know. Oh, the the some uh, an example of inequality on the screen when he is doing cocaine with that woman and they're oh, you know drinking the each other's blood and the, stuff. The journalist, <laughs> yeah, yes. the journalist, yeah. right? The facing each journalist. other around the room. He is. She's completely nude. Right. And Val <laughs> Kilmer has a, a towel on his like around wrapped around his waist to cover himself and. So awkwardly, it's like trying to hold it in place while he's running around. <laughs> that it's like in right. real life, that thing's gone, yeah, and this sure. wild man yeah. is yeah. That know, that was it was weird too. At the end, where he he exposes his penis by putting his finger through his pants, and you're like, this is the line that he won't cross. He's like, yeah, almost I, I murdered think that was people. The big that was the thing about that uh, event where it's like. A lot of people claimed it wasn't his uh, right. dick, and a lot of people said it was his finger. And he must have uh, took his pants off, though, right? I mean, you would Ray- think. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's I a Ray, there's a Ray Manzarek interview. We're cutting to the end of the movie, which is great because maybe we just never need to think <laughs> about this movie again. But yeah, the very end, they show, and this is sort of where the biopic thing is like <clears throat> mostly a waste of time because on screen it's pretty tedious. But when people think about the doors, they're like, right? Wasn't like didn't. Wasn't he on trial for exposing himself? And mm-hmm. there was this famous concert in Miami where he maybe did, maybe didn't. Ray Manzarek claims he didn't. And that's like, I mean, that's a more classic Jim Morrison thing, I think, is to threaten to do something. <laughs> right. To, to ruin everyone's good You're time. Right, yeah. And mm-hmm. in well, the process I, I like of that. threatening makes the police angry enough to make everyone else angry enough. And then he kind of sleep slips out mm. in the back while everyone else like punches each other to death. <laughs> oh. When you uh, yeah. put it that way, it sounds it does sound brilliant. When you put it that way, like that sounds uh, hilarious. I think it's He's I think the... it's showing that it's like uh, like him or that that one line where the who's the Krieger Robbie Krieger is that the guitarist the guitar player yeah said to uh, like he's making uh, sorry Jim Morrison's making Robbie Krieger do cocaine or something. <laughs> And he's like, which didn't end, happen, nothing happened. We saw him kind of wobbling while he was playing guitar right. a little bit, but yeah, he didn't there was like one, fall down. One between two notes, he was like, oh boy, this is crazy. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> he's get like, back to <laughs> Good thing I got over that. Well, yeah, Robbie Krieger is like, you know, Jim, I, you, know, you say you do all these things, but you never actually follow through with right, any right. of these wild things. And of course, the movie didn't need that line, but it was like, yeah, all right, everyone got what was going on. Right. Everyone in the band knew By what he that was point, all about. Once you, once, I mean, listen, the like the the movie cuts through their whole career, but you have to remember these guys in the doors have to put up with this dude all the time. Yeah, it's like it's brutal. Now I feel like we should pause and do a quick poll. Going into this movie, mm. Mike, did you did you like the doors? Do you like the music of the doors? You know, it's it's funny. I don't. Uh, the only doors I really know is anything I would hear on the uh, radio, and. Those songs are fine to me. <clears throat> I'm not, you know, when it gets into something like Crystal Ships or what's the song? It's like, right. duh, 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 duh. I mean, that's right. Crystal Ships. Um, I'd like to it's have a little, kiss. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah right. and the lizard stuff and <laughs> the end is whatever. It does some like carnival type stuff at certain points too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, 
But like light my fire and come on, touch me, baby. Those are fine to me. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike yeah. them. Ross, you? Well, doors. I did like them um, when I was a, I don't know, middle school maybe or something. Angsty young man. And uh, mm. Chats, you sent the video of them on Ed Sullivan. And they're a good, I think they're a good band. Like the band is playing they're well. Awesome. Jim Morrison sounds good. Uh, he's actually cool looking. It's not kind of like as yeah. over the top. Um, so I sort no. of get the appeal and some of their songs yeah, are great. Yeah. It's a unique sound. Like no, nobody else <clears throat> sounded like that. That organ yeah. is cool. This is a classic. Yeah. I think if he wasn't so unbearable, <laughs> I'd probably actually yeah. love them. Cause when I watched that, I in the movie, they show them on Ed Sullivan kind of fucking it up and I wanted to find the original footage and uh-huh. it is, it is so cool. They're such a cool band and it made me like them. A lot more than yeah. I did. He ends and he after. can like he can like barely hold the microphone. Right. He's so yeah. cool. Like which is like that's the, the that's the strokes. That's Julia. That's yeah, Julia yeah. Casablanca's thing to a T. When he did the like their famous Letterman performance, it's nothing. Mm. It's exactly the same, which is fine. That's like a type of dude mm-hmm. who probably didn't exist mm-hmm. before Jim Morrison again was like inappropriately told that he could amount to something <laughs> right and right then decided to to become that and he just like it seemed from this movie that he just like loved the fame and attention as I'm sure most rock stars for some reason or other that's how they sort of get into it and like he was the first seemingly the first guy that it was just kind of like anything could happen at his shows and he's wandering around mm-hmm. and he's yelling at people right. and who knows and yeah. he reminded me, I was thinking of like a modern day uh, equivalent. He's kind of like Kanye West in a, in a way. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, right. He's, he's yeah. yeah, like if he were like to, he's on this different level. Right. Uh, if he were to, everyone like, everyone takes him seriously. Become a fundamental, like very into religion all of a sudden mm-hmm. when he was 32 mm-hmm. or something like that. It would be not that surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Because yeah. sometimes he was on another level. There's like, right. and they sort right. of. He was occasionally really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was occasionally really great, but then it's like either he was faking it the rest of the time or so inebriated and it's right. just yeah. like yeah. Yeah, yeah. so what? brutal. One thing I, I thought. I do like that era. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I mean, go, you can go ahead. I, I do like that mm-hmm. era of uh, concert where <laughs> it's just like an auditorium and the lights are still on. And there's right. no, the stage is just like a big platform. Yeah. There's nothing in the back. See the there's cops of on stage. Right. <laughs> they're like, they're uh, roadies and stuff are kind of also on stage. That was insane. It was like, it was like a mess. They were really going for the, because like Hitler came up a few times in the movie, which was, yeah, yeah, yeah. has not aged well from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like Hitler's never going to be popular again, right? I, t- <laughs> I tried to find that clip <laughs> of him saying that thing uh, oh. in, somewhere on YouTube. I couldn't uh, try Yeah. It well, one thing I thought that was funny is that this is sort of the movie not being aware of itself. Um, I mean, it, it happened different times, but when he, when Jim Morrison was supposed to be sort of like gaining some weight, there were multiple characters <laughs> who gave him shit about it. And I that, that was so funny. Like Michael Madsen, who is like the ultimate enabler for the whole movie yeah, at the end yeah. of it. He's like, dude, you got to get your shit together. Look at your stomach, man. You're great. What is <laughs> happening to you? It's like, yeah. you've been w- wasted with me for the entire movie. What's happening really? to you? I met you and then got this stomach. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then his, uh, his, uh, his girlfriend, who's the journalist too, was like, have you ever looked? Mm. Have you looked in the mirror recently? What's going on with your body, dude? <laughs> like you look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, just from your your uh, 
pectorals to your right. waist just looks different. <laughs> a little bit flabby yeah. there. When she said it, yeah. When she said, if you looked in the mirror, I was like, oh, they're going to talk about the fake beard for sure. <laughs> you got to yeah. stop you wearing your... that fake beard, Jim. <laughs> Have you looked at yourself in the mirror? Yeah. You look like Val Kilmer with a fake beard. <laughs> you look like this movie had this movie had good good wig work. The beards were not good, and yeah. every once in a while. They may have must have had a different wig person on set, or it was a reshoot. Mm. And it was like, where do we put sure. that old wig? God damn it! Right, All right, right, put, right. Put this one on. Val Kilmer was on to being Batman already, or something, and they had. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah, Ross and I were talking about how the entire cast of this movie, because there's it's an amazing cast, and then mm-hmm. the incredible cast doubles when they get to Warhol's factory, which is an incredible move right, by. Right by Oliver Stone, I mm-hmm. think, where he's like, this is just one scene, but we're going to have a bunch of personalities that people have, like, vaguely heard of, mm-hmm. so we should get a bunch of, like, really great actors to just pop up as these weirdos. And you've got Paul Williams kind of walking everyone through. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Ross, I I recently was telling you to watch this. And Mike, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Phantom of the Paradise. Have you seen this? Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, he's the, he's the fan, right? He's the Phantom. It's it's another Faust movie. It made me want to do a uh, we a spinoff podcast where we only talk about different versions of Faust over and over. Which can include <laughs> that which was an Oliver Stone the, too, was it? It was De Palma or Brian Stone or uh, Brian De Palma. Okay, it was yeah. Um, and but anyways, that's a good, uh, really good Paul Williams mm-hmm. rock opera. And then he also went and wrote. The song "The Rainbow oh, yeah, Connection," was, right, right, which is an amazing. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. he's a weird. Uh, he's the weird like gremlin right. who guides people through the he's Warhol like Dracula. Who's probably based <laughs> sidekick, whatever that guy's name is. I think <laughs> I'm sure he was based on a real person. Mm-hmm. But he says the incredible line: "Does Andy imitate life, or does life imitate Andy?" Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, descri- in describing Andy Warhol, who then I like is when he was by Crispin Glover, who's incredible. When he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I think probably is, you know, he's kind of a weird guy and was maybe like sort of acting the way. Right. (laughs) No costume. No costume, Um, no wig. I thought that there was a funny thing that happened in this movie where usually they have someone in a movie yelling that they're calm, um, but they're yelling it, you know, they're screaming that they're not angry, for example. But in this movie, he calmly turns to somebody at some point and says, I think I'm having a nervous breakdown. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, the mellowest way possible. (laughs) It's like when everyone is like, Jim, you have to do this and this and right. this and this. He's watching, <laughs> like sure he's watching a TV that's showing right every now. bad thing happening in the 60s at that moment. <laughs> right, <early 70s>. right. <laughs> Clips they, from all their I Oliver mean, Stone movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't believe how often that show was on in the 60s of like mm. Vietnam montage. Every movie <laughs> right, has right. a Vietnam montage on the TV. To yeah. a door sign. Stop. What channel is this? Right. It's a premium. Yeah, it was the first that. premium channel. Exactly. I also thought it like the Doors music plays throughout the entire movie, and it's unclear as to whether sometimes it's supposed to be in the movie or not. But that would mm-hmm. mean that he, like Jim Morrison is throwing a party where he puts on his own album, yeah, or yeah. at the like well, the scene at the, the beginning, yeah, the very beginning when he creeps into a Meg Ryan's room, he's talking mm-hmm. to her while a Doors song plays. Right. And it's like they have not formed yet. That <laughs> right. is not this a band. Not yet. even happened yet. So right, and also there are some. Sort of is, it seems like there are some versions of the songs that they maybe <laughs> recorded for the movie or something where they had Morrison speaking poetry and then music in the background. And you know it's recorded for the movie because there's a slap bass going through the whole thing. They're like, let's take ah. the one thing that the doors are known for and add a bass <laughs> to it. <laughs> like, wow, what a weird choice. Do you think Val Kilmer was singing on any of those songs? I think he was, yeah. 
I think it the, like I read that the, he um, was singing. Yeah, the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody thing, where it's some, it's like a blend of both, both the people. Right. Yeah, which is such a thing they do to like make Rami Malek feel better. And they're like, no, we use computers to blend your voice with this yeah, other yeah. like better singer. <laughs> right. It's like, no, we actually just <laughs> use this better just singer. Fade it down. Why would we ever? <laughs> why would we ever blend voices? People's singing voices are so different from their talking voice anyway. In right. what world does that matter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's. So I funny. like. I really liked. Uh, like listening to the, or watching this movie, I was like, "Oh, Jim Morrison's voice is very unique," and I like that kind of like low rumbly voice. Totally. Yeah, it's such a strange vibe. I mean, it really is like it's like angry crooner they, or something. Yeah. So if you're at a Doors concert back in the '60s and '70s, yeah, you're standing there, you're watching the show, and he's going nuts. But well, first of all, you're a hot you're girl. You're a hot listening. girl. You're surrounded by hot <laughs> right. girls. You're only just, only you're hot all girls rubbing up against <laughs> the front of the stage. Right, right. You're throwing mm-hmm. flowers and joints at mm-hmm. the right. guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're basically <laughs> just listening to a band drone on in the back while this guy <laughs> re- does poetry. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like probably okay. like a Kanye West show, show like you were saying. Yeah. It's a similar vibe. It's like a you have to ex- expect a 20 minute long. Um, him telling you about an encounter he had in a shower right before coming right, out. Right, right. But <laughs> I went to a Kanye West concert once. It was the coolest like con- stage setup I'd ever seen, and it was on the tour. I think that he was uh, having like a breakdown that had to cancel a bunch of tours. It was the uh, Pablo mm. tour. Mm-hmm. Was that the Life name of, of Pablo? Album? Yeah, yeah, Life of Pablo. It was at the Forum, and it was like he had this like suspended stage, just kind of in the oh, middle. Yeah. And he would stand on that, and it would go back and forth over the where the like rink would be or, or basketball court. It would just keep going back and forth, and there was like a bunch of fog in the air, and you couldn't see it. And then all of a sudden, it would like come at you because we were on standing on the floor. It would come at you, and like more people would come towards you because that's they were following the the stage. It was just really like uh, the whole atmospheric thing was cool, and it was bathed. Wow. The whole place was bathed in this like auburn light. I was like, what? Where are we? Wow. He and then the difference, yeah. The difference between Kanye West and Jim Morrison is Kanye does it so that his fans can have a really good show, and I think Jim <laughs> Morrison never, never cares what anyone thinks about yeah. the show it that was, he's putting on. He was having a good show or a good time, it seemed. Mm. If if we were going to insert more scenes into this movie of how they wrote their songs, I would mm. love a scene where Jim Morrison kind of brings a guy over to the band and he's like you you got to meet my friend this is my friend the end and they're like oh jim uh-huh. what'd you say and then they write and they, they write that <laughs> right. song down he's a wrestler like, jim, do you too. have other like, friends yeah. yeah seems like that's your <laughs> well, only friend jim, i thought the band's like i thought we were all friends <laughs> no, this is my only friend only friend <laughs> yeah really like, we put up with your shit for years uh yeah literally <laughs> Um, there's, I loved when he was, uh, when he saw the commercial at near the end, when he saw the commercial for the first time and mm-hmm. he flips out, cause he's sort of like this saying, is a commercial with, yeah. with light my fire in it. With a great version yeah. of light my fire. Um, and, uh, he, uh, he's like, I thought that this was about breaking through and then not about, not about doing whatever we desire. And then immediately after that. He throws a TV at someone's head and then gets a blowjob while he's singing. And yeah, it's like... Yeah, yeah. From his wife. <laughs> right. It's like, 
<laughs> really, you you pretty much violated exact. You did the exact opposite thing of what you just said. It was so, it's so ridiculous. That was his thing, man. <laughs> That's his thing. <laughs> He's it an was opposite the fact guy. That anyone, which is tr- there is something nice about like there's a few characters who sort of like limply try to push back on him occasionally mm-hmm. being like, what are you doing to yourself, man? But for the most part, I feel like everyone surrounding this guy from the very beginning has more or less an understanding of like, yep, this is uh, this is what we signed up for. Right. Yeah. Except, We're going to make money. Except, that was, that's what the manager told us. Yeah. <laughs> except when they're on stage, there are all these shots of like Jim getting weird on stage and then band members kind of looking uncomfortable yeah. and mm-hmm. looking at back and forth at each While other. While playing like, their instruments. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can you believe this guy? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're with him all the time. In what <laughs> right. world do you think that he's, he's doing not gonna this get up here and totally freak <laughs> right. out? Do you see him? Like I thought he was gonna be sober when he walked out here. He was drunk yeah. backstage. <laughs> well, he showed up two hours late, so maybe he was getting sober to come. Mm-hmm. Also, well, this was this super. Well, th- there was well, an was amazing gonna... part at that last at that last concert where so the the like club owner or something like that at the end he's like. He has a southern accent or something. He's like, if this guy doesn't yeah. show up, I'm going to go on in a wig or whatever, which I think would be amazing if that had happened. But also, yeah. then at some point, Jim Morrison throws some. He throws a microphone that he's <laughs> rolling around his head, <laughs> and it hits that guy. It's like an incredible shot from across the stadium. Like he was a they, failed I had, shot I had putter. So many or things wrong with that. <laughs> it was it was one of those moments in the movie that was just like. Mm-hmm. This is a serious Cartoon. movie. It's artistic. We're, we're <laughs> looking at the, uh, dis- dissecting this strange person. Right. And then he's like, uh, this comic moment, we're like, wing! <laughs> it hits the guy in the head. You should have it sound hits effect. him in the back of the head. He right. grabs his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> There's the glass was, breaking sound in the cat. Yeah. Um, with a, yeah, lump formed on his right. head. And he pushed that lump down, and another <laughs> one came up on the other side of his head. And then he does the he does the um he does like the Macarena through the audience holding another microphone. And you're like, <laughs> are all these people just like stepping over the microphone cord yeah, as he's walking problem. through the audience? <laughs> the They're really good at it. Yeah. I I will say this. I there <laughs> there was one thing that happened at some point during one of the depictions of the crazy shows where Jim Morrison like kind of grabs the mic and the mic stand falls over mm-hmm. and you see a stage right. hand kind of sprint out and put it up, put yeah. it, put, put it back up. And I was on tour many years ago, opening for the band Gogol Bordello. We mm. were in, we were in Europe. I was playing with Man Man and we were out with Gogol Bordello and it was the first time I had ever seen an operation like that where they're like, a 10 piece band. And with a real crew, there's a guy off stage who's just tuning guitars the whole time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then there's a drum tech. The sloppy boys do. Yeah. You exactly. Well, yeah. Except you guys, you guys have someone who's constantly detuning your guitars. (laughs) It would seem like that, (laughs) but no, no, we just don't play well. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Those, those guitars are tuned perfectly. (laughs) Mike, I am so sorry. Wait, you have a, you have a guy off stage who's teaching you guitar through the wings. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at him like, and he's saying, this finger on that fret, or up. There's a a good friend. And then he says, just take that thing for a walk. (laughs) A good friend of of Ross and mine's, Thomas Thomas White, is uh, for a while he was helping out the band Yola Tango with a bunch of things. Mm. He was kind of helping them park their car and do a bunch of different errands for them and just like being a generally helpful dude for a band he loved 
and who I love. And he, for whatever reason, there was some like benefit show where they were playing and somehow he got roped into like tuning one of Ira's guitars right before he went on. Oh, wow. And he did it wrong. Oh, no. Fucked it up and tuned it wrong and then got to like watch, you know, Ira from Yola Tango be pretty frustrated. Yikes. Because he screwed up. And I always think it's such... I think it's such a funny story. Did you tell um, me this, Adam? That sorry, I got to do one more guitar tuning story. Oh, please, please. Did you tell me this yes. that uh, the Edge from U two? He since their stages get so big and, and crazy, when he's like on one way other side of the stage, the guitar won't necessarily like uh, be picked up by that you know remote whatever remote uh, amp thing that they have. So somebody off stage is playing Edge's parts for him sometimes. That's amazing. I hope that that's that, true. So that wasn't you who that told me that. Can't be true. It, it, <laughs> that there's some reason, that like, if be. he's walking across stage, he's not actually able to play because you're ro- walking and you're not really doing anything. So somebody <laughs> else then, is playing the parts. But someone would have to then, like, seamlessly mix between Edge and the other guy. Right. I would it's love rock it and roll. True. <laughs> that's that rock and roll, man. Like rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic. The, 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 the end of the, uh, the uh, the the Gogo Bordello story is that yeah. singer Eugene is a truly does not care how tangled the microphone cord uh-huh. gets with the stand as he kind of bandies about on stage, and so there are these two poor guys who have to sort of constantly run on stage <laughs> and fix the mess that's perpetually being created. <laughs> wow, and, uh, <laughs> we had, we had a moment real that thing can happen. We had a moment uh, in we were playing in San Francisco and. We were playing um, the song that goes... Uh, uh, your song. You're thinking of one of your songs? <laughs> one of our songs. What song was it? I, I, have, to, I have to think about it now. Um, <laughs> What's it about? Santa Ana Wins. Narrow- it was Santa Ana sure. Wins. That was my favorite Sloppy Boys song. There you go. Well, if you like the bass part, you would have hated this because like, <laughs> after like the first part... My favorite part my, of the song. The chord, the chord like... Fell out of my, <laughs> you know, I didn't loop the uh, amp cord in correctly. So it fell out. Mm-hmm. I put it back in, and then it wouldn't work. So I was like, oh, there's something wrong with the pedal, the tuning pedal that connects it all. So, like, for the whole song, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And people in the audience are like, it's out of the thing. Oh, I was like, oh it's no. in. It's good. Oh, no. So that became, like, a comedic point. Uh, Tim's, Tim and Jeff are continuing on with the song. And I, <laughs> I unplugged everything and just went right from the guitar to the amp. Plugged it in and hit the very last note. <laughs> That's amazing. It was the best, like, yeah. for our band, it was the best, like, uh, comedic performative thing we could Now have you got to just make that a part of the show. I only know. hitting the last, somehow only hitting the last note of that song every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love it. Yeah, I would love a full-blown Marx Brothers routine of just, like, trying to plug any instrument in in the most convoluted <laughs> right. way Right, and possible. since you guys actually do the instrument switching, you could, like... Uh, hand off the instruments that don't work to each other and <laughs> yeah, yeah. do a whole song like that. <laughs> but, you know, we, we've only thought of 20 different Sloppy Boys pitches. We can, we yeah. can get into those next time. There's um, a quote, I'm going to quote Ross something he told me after we watched this movie, which is, it's shorter than The Godfather, but way longer than The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely. I, which, yeah. You could feel the 141 Godfather flies minutes. back, yeah. Um, I did think that there was something near the end of the movie that would have redeemed all of the 
main characters, which is that there's a part where the drummer, the ask the drummer who hates being in the doors, he says Johnny um, Drama. Yep. Yeah, Johnny Drama. He says that uh, <laughs> that they weren't even invited to Woodstock. And I was right, like, is right, that right. true? And then I looked that up and they were invited to Woodstock and they were like, nah, nah we're not going to go. Fuck it. And uh, I, that would have been way better if they were like, we said no to Woodstock. Like, we're such idiots. <laughs> like, it would yeah. have been very relatable. Like, we made a well, terrible it definitely mistake. Felt like a band, it definitely felt like a band where Jim Morrison was like, I'm the show here. I'm not going to Woodstock to play with like a bunch right. of other, fa- other famous uh, bands. people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, this is me. Like, I, I got the impression he didn't really fit in with everyone else. Yeah. An- another um, testament to people sort of having goldfish memory in terms of Jim Morrison's behavior, which I think does go, it, it sort of is par for the course in any situation where everyone is doing a lot of the same drugs. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, I mean, this is late in the Doors career and late in a movie that's already seemingly been going on forever. But if you, if you got invited to Thanksgiving at the Morrison household, <laughs> would, you, would you think that would go according to plan? Because <laughs> well, in, in, fa- in fact, it was a colossal fucking mess. And I feel like everyone there was like, oh, we better get out of here. And yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And we're disappointed in you, Jim. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I certainly wouldn't expect both hosts to be on acid. <laughs> right. One, yes. But not both. Yeah, one. Jim, maybe, but the, the Pam. Also, this is years before The Office. This is a Jim and Pam relationship. Oh, I was going to mention That's... that, too. They, they really should have had takes to the camera through the whole movie. Yeah. And that would have made the movie great. I think. <laughs> At least a long, meandering version of that theme song. Yeah. With yeah. a weird poem going over top of it. About um, the Lizard King. At the end, where they're panning across the graves... Mm. That are like Moliere and uh, oh yeah 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 <laughs> Balzac and stuff. <laughs> they should have just kept going like Abraham Lincoln and Moses and like Jesus, yeah. Make, Mickey Mouse, Batman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> then finally get there. Was that his real grave? Like I the think camera he is, crew went to the actual. Grave I don't know and, actually. I've never. I've not been. It seemed like maybe that was true because right, you'd have to put together a whole set of graves and then do that. I don't know. Well, yeah, which again is like something, I feel like a quick, oh, what do you think about when you think about Jim Morrison? It's like, oh, people who, people in art school go to visit that grave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's something, and that might not even happen anymore. I feel like that's a very uh, 90s yeah, thing to, to do. Right. They probably well, go this, to visit um, this movie didn't Jake really Paul's make... grave or whatever. <laughs> yeah, some YouTuber. Yeah. Um... yeah grumpy cat. <laughs> Who's buried in that same cemetery, actually? It was about to pan over to him. In the same plot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was thinking that Pam, Pam's character, basically her entire role is to dance um, off off screen in every single scene. And sometimes it pans over to her to see her dancing, and other times it just, you know, doesn't even cut to her at all. Yeah. She, that, that, character was a little too okay with everything for too long yeah like, you we all knew it was going to end with her like i don't i can't do this but yeah like a lot of just like jim walking down the street arm in arm with another woman and her just right. like i'm here too <laughs> the when when she the, the elevator doors open she sees the woman uh right. performing oral on the rock star uh, <laughs> was, that, was it nico was that the nico same? yeah I think who was, was nico? nico i think yeah. that's very 
I don't know a ton about Nico, but that seemed out of character of the. <laughs> it, it's yeah, the I don't. I got a Nico. Nico. I had a tough time yeah. believing that too. But the when Jim and Nico kind of like laugh at her, that was like that was a rough. tough moment. That to was watch. really that was brutal. Like a, oh man, yeah. It's, it was horrible. And well, and, and he lights a closet on fire there. that she has locked herself yeah, in. Yeah. That, that was pretty insane, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, but here's, yeah, this is, yeah, they, which again, there's, yeah, scene early in the movie, which I kind of do probably believe happened where in one of uh, Jim Morrison's many moments of mania, he kind of keeps screaming at Meg Ryan, the Pam, mm-hmm. Pam character, will you, will you die for me? He keeps mm-hmm. screaming it over and over mm-hmm. again. And pretty early on, she's like, no. And then he yeah. keeps asking the question. And right. it's like, yeah, oh, it yeah. seems like he wants a different answer. <laughs> then I'm not sure why you're asking. Yeah. I, you're and talking about screaming, uh, a screaming Jim Morrison. There's a scene, you know, the scene when they're playing uh, the end for the first time. And he says, mother, I'd like to right. fuck you. Uh, and the place goes nuts, and like the owner of the club wants him out. Right. As they're pushing him no, out. The owner wants him out when he says, father. <laughs> oh, okay. It, but is, is this the scene, though, where they're, like, pushing him out the back? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards. Well, he throws him against the wall, yeah. and Jim Morrison's, like, uh, uh, he's, like, that's what I'm into. <laughs> Fuck the mother. Kill the father. <laughs> it is, I'm like, into. it's so close to being a parody it, right already. It's kind of incredible. <laughs> like, if it was just that's a little what bit. what I'm into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you yeah, ever, you can't. Yeah, you on your. You can't make fun of him the same way you can't do like a. You can't do a Bob Dylan voice better than Bob Dylan's right. real voice. Right, right. Like, <laughs> it's almost like you've yeah. won. He's found a way to beat you by being so crazy. Yeah. Oh, I just watched a great video on YouTube. Uh, if you look up uh, Bob Dylan rehearsal, I think is all you have to do, and it's Dylan rehearsing for um, for the uh, We Are the World uh, song. Yeah. And it's like Stevie Wonder's playing the piano. Quincy Jones is directing him. Uh, Dan Warwick just like walks by in the front, and he's doing his part. And it's just like it all sounds the same. And he's so Dylan-y about it. And after every take, they're like, "That was great." And he's like, that wasn't any good. <laughs> but it's, it's just he's he's like shy about the whole thing. It's it's really interesting just to watch That's that guy's so interesting. Amazing how he behaves. Uh, yeah, and Bob Dylan's like. He's been like singing songs about what's right and changing mm-hmm. the world already for long enough to know that it actually won't work. Right. Like right. he's had to have been right. led. He's had to have been led, let down. That's probably true. Yeah. I, yeah. Let down Schmaltzy by humanity song. so many times where he's just like, all right, <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what is this going to do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. The, um, at the very end of the movie. So this is again, like he, and they don't do this enough to justify why it is happening. But old, old, about to die, Jim Morrison is recording some weird spoken word album mm-hmm. alone in a studio. Yeah. And then as the movie ends, he says to the engineer, did you get all that? And he says, yeah, we got it, Jim. And then he turns around and he takes, <laughs> he takes, the, tape, he takes the tape off the reel off the side where it goes before you record it. It's a full it's a full reel of tape. Cuz it goes left to right. That'd so be you load you load you load the tape recorder on the left and then as it spins it pulls the tape to the right and when you're done if you really filled if you filled the reel of tape you're taking it off the right side. And he takes it off the left which sort of 
which so which goes funny. back to what I was saying. It goes back to what I was saying before, which is what if throughout this whole movie, the actual sentiment was like, just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bullshitting it. Yeah. Just pretend, right. just pretend to be into what Jim Morrison's doing, and then we can get out of here. It's his right. birthday. Just tell him you're I would, recording. I would also love to see though, like a whole movie about the like sound guy who does everything wrong. And records like really <laughs> famous people and fucks it up. The well, whole there time. is when you're watching that scene and you, if you, because I, I cranked the, the sound up on my computer when I was watching this. And as the guy turns around and he, right before he pulls that thing off, he's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, get like, tacos. He's like, yeah, you go it. do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I hope to recreate. God this guy kills yeah. himself. I, got, I hope I remember <laughs> what he said. Yeah, he's like trying to recreate <laughs> yeah. it himself. He, he has to re record it. Like uh, said something about not being the, the lizard king. I remember that part because I thought he was going to say that he was the lizard king, um, <laughs> but he's not. Uh, he I was thinking there was an idea for a, another bi- idea for a business would be like a fake producer that comes up to new bands and asks them to change something small about their lyrics now, just to make mm-hmm. them feel like someone actually cares about yeah, their music yeah, yeah, and yeah. their lyrics. Yeah. I make yeah. you feel yeah. so good now. You'd be like, wow, it's like, like, oh. I'm controversial. I make a difference in the world. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, nobody's ever told me to lose the other guys. Not a single person has ever come, yeah. add, not a single person more has ever come up to me. <laughs> Get Adam, you need these show. people. Yeah. yeah, You should. Are you paying them enough? Pay them more. <laughs> Which when that I'll manager help you. early yeah when that manager when that manager early on is pitching the band to sign with him, he says even before he tells the, he's pitching the band mm-hmm. and then he's going to go tell Jim Morrison to to ditch the other guys but he's currently pitching the band to hire him and have him make them a bunch of money yeah and then you know Rayman Zarek's like well we you know we do everything unanimously we make all our decisions together and he says loyalty don't pay the bills and then he immediately goes and tells Jim Morrison to leave yeah yeah (laughs) which I think I know just like I'm gonna tell people loyalty don't pay the bills right then betray them (laughs) it's like yeah we we know loyalty doesn't pay the bills our band it's these recordings we're making (laughs) that's what we're trying to sell It's a weird there, thing to say. There's a moment at the very end of the movie where uh, Jim Morrison is sitting at the table with those kids at a kid's birthday party. <laughs> and he's wearing the hat. Drunk. Drinking. Drunk. <laughs> um, yeah. The line was, so he's giving, uh, he's giving presents to the little kids. He gives one present that is a doll with his own face on it. And then right, right. Yes. the camera uh, backs off and he's got a, he's sitting there with all these little kids at a party with the uh, Native American headdress and he goes, this is the strangest life I've ever known. <laughs> it's like, you just gave someone a crazy present. Yeah, you're doing this stuff. <laughs> you're the one who's doing it, dude. Yeah, that's so funny. Everyone else is like, this Can is a kid's Christmas birthday party. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Can but I really like, I like laughed out loud. I laughed out loud because it's just like, it was the yeah. funny, like the image is just funny and he's like talking to himself. Right. <laughs> uh, I loved it. Well, yeah. I mean, if he, and again, I don't know what level of research he did to make this movie because everyone, I feel like everyone close to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are the guys in the band. The band is still alive. Right. Some of the guys. But it's like, yeah, if there's, if there's any redeeming qualities about this dude that kept people like hanging out with them, it had to have been stuff like that. Right. It, there yeah. must have been like, like this dude's hilarious. The movie is, <laughs> they they really, for whatever reason, like there's a scale to people like that where it's like, and it's mm-hmm. the type of person you don't invite to your house 
ever. Right, right, right. But you don't mind you don't mind running into them because you're like, I'm gonna get a story out of this, and this is gonna be a pretty cool thing. Because right. sometimes those people are super great, mm-hmm. and then other times they're like atrocious. Mm-hmm. And the movie leaned so heavily on him being unbearable almost the entire time that it's, yeah. Yeah. We, we are finding it very noteworthy in the few right. moments where we <laughs> liked him. Well, another thing that the Sloppy Boys could do is make a Beatles biopic. Because mm-hmm. um, that really hasn't been done yet. You play John Lennon, famously play yeah, John they, they Lennon. They haven't done a Beatles. Guess, and guess, uh, you should like also do the research half-assed and be like... I'm pretty sure Paul died somewhere in the <laughs> '60s, right? Like people were talking about that. Yeah. Let's throw that into the movie, <laughs> like just <laughs> do it from complete like mythology stuff. Yeah, totally. Just whatever we think, maybe kind of heard happened. Right. <laughs> That's how I do that John Lennon character. Just kind of, I, I I've looked up his birthday what? many times. I always forget it, and right. if it ever what comes character. up, I'm like, oh, I just make up a date. Yeah. What character? There's yeah. No, there's no character. You're friends <laughs> with. <laughs> You, do, you always right. introduce your friend. You said, my friend John Lennon's mm. coming over. I have to go feed the meter. And then he <laughs> well, he'll sh- talk and then to he you for a little up. while. Uh, the, you, so the, the band, the Doors are still alive, except for Jim uh, Morrison. The, that would is, be... Is Ray alive? I think Ray Manzarek's maybe dead, too. Oh, okay. Right? But the idea of them post-Jim Morrison doing a like reunion tour or something, the way Queen does with uh, Adam Lambert... Right. Mm-hmm. Would be so, so like not what that thing was about. Based on this uh, movie, what not what the band was about. This crazy right. singer, and he's it's all coming from this one weirdo. It would be obnoxious if it was that, like that Adam Lambert yeah. singing these songs. Well, I think the drummer does at the end say he's like, oh, "We'll go on without him." And mm-hmm. well, sure, it's like and do what? Yeah, <laughs> and do Just play this the happens in every part. movie. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that uh, the moved. line that was was that after the line that was like? Hey Jim, we put some rain sound effects on riders. <laughs> right, you're gonna love it. <laughs> cool. man. It's our best album. You love it. It's He's our like, le- best care. and last album. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go. Yeah, let's just go down the line. Then current, if if the doors continued, present day doors, with someone new mm-hmm. fulfilling mm-hmm. the singer role. Right. Who would Who would you like to see do it, Ross? Um, I think. You know who's got kind of Jim Morrison energy, I think, not in music, but in comedy, is I think J.B. Smoove would be... Yeah. <laughs> he's got, you know, Jim Morrison, he just exudes that kind of unpredictability. <laughs> and he's probably a good singer. I think you put him on a stage and he would be, sure. at the very least, incredibly entertaining with uh, the doors behind him. Yeah, especially if like the band just kind of played as he did Vamped. on stand-up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so you want to go to a you want to go to like a JB Smooth show. I, I don't disagree. I think yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, maybe turn the instruments down. Turn the instruments down. Sure, get the sure. musicians kind of out of the way. Right, right. And have yeah. the instru- okay. yeah have the musicians go into the audience because right. they want to. No, it's just yeah. it's just a JB Smooth set with uh, that dun, 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 playing the entire time <laughs> yeah. and the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Mike, do you have somebody in mind? Uh, I'm trying to think of who like would be a. A fill in for like the craziness because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who's, yeah, who's, who's like, like that. Elon Musk, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think because he's so sing. Yeah. Cause, cause Jim was so sing. Yeah. I think you need to either find someone who's also equally unbearable in a new way or who's just going to be their own, their own thing. Cause you also got to yeah. think about the platform where it's like, well, if it's a band just vamping and i can kind of say whatever i want mm-hmm. yeah my 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 pick i think would be would be greta thunberg 
the um, oh yeah yeah the climate the young climate <laughs> activist that's because amazing. her mom's an opera singer yeah just so she could probably she could, even yeah. better well she probably yeah. knows yeah she'd certainly be there on time she showed up to that <laughs> protest every day she'd start to get to the show on time yeah. and you're, there'd be a positive message you're under the impression that she's just rambling gibberish anyway right <laughs> you you don't believe in any of her you don't believe <laughs> right, in her right. uh, climate yeah. uh, uh, claims well there I don't have the heart I don't have the heart to tell her. I mean, yes, the climate's <laughs> changing, but it implies that it will change back. So it's sort of just like, <laughs> right, right. It's like daylight savings. There, <laughs> there is a guy who comes on stage at one of the door shows and with a lamb and hands Jim yeah, Morrison I didn't the get lamb that. and says, I didn't get what his message was. Well, I think he's the only he's, coherent he's one he's in the vegetarian. whole movie. Yeah, he's the only one he's who has a, a point in the entire movie. It's like, <laughs> don't kill this animal. And he hands it to Jim Morrison. Well, like, what is, ha- yeah, what is he like, doing there? Jim Morrison do that? <laughs> right. <laughs> he's not really known as a carnivore type of guy. That's not his image. I did but see a picture people, of him holding a, holding a lamb on stage. The real Jim Morrison holding a lamb mm. on stage. So that must have been, like, so oh, much of this yeah. movie was incidents like, We got to explain something. that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. important. I know, I don't know. And then eating a lamb shawarma sandwich on stage also. Uh, right. So they're probably like, <laughs> don't do related. that. Yeah. I liked, I think in that same scene when one of the cops comes on stage and he like buzzes by the camera and he's like, where's the guy with the dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing, yeah. That guy was a famous actor too. Right, they were, I know, they were I able know. to, yeah. Yeah, they were able to get a couple more character actors into those cop roles, which is like you didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are like it's such a weird like I'm a director. Yeah. Oh, well, you know who had it's had big Jim Morrison energy was Chris Farley. I feel like comedy guys more than uh, oh, musicians yeah. typically have that kind of yeah 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 like burning out kind of vibe. I'd say. Um, Iggy uh, Iggy Pop was probably the next of like the Jim Morrison type, right? Wasn't he kind of a wild man on stage? He's so wild. But then he, what's beautiful about that, there's a really amazing um, Stooges documentary that Jim Jarmusch directed. Mm. Um, and it's cool because it's just about the Stooges. It's not about Iggy, which is, this movie is called The Doors, but it is not a movie about The Doors, really. <laughs> it's just about right. uh, <laughs> Val Kilmore's Jim Morrison. But yeah, in the Stooges doc, you're seeing Iggy be crazy and there's a scene where he like just you know goes shopping for a dog collar and then is wearing a dog collar on stage and kind of yeah yeah moving around like a dog and it's awesome and (laughs) but then it cuts to like present day iggy doing a like speaking part narrating it and he's so well measured and so like normal and yeah he's he's be that way and it's like yeah he can uh you can turn it on and off. Have you seen ever seen um Jim could do it. Have you ever seen of uh footage of uh G.G. Allen? Yeah, yeah, that movie is that movie's brutal. Yeah. Um hated, I think. Hated right, if right, right. If you mm-hmm. watch if you watch The Doors and you're like, I need to get the taste of Jim Morrison right, out right. of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. there someone I could think is even worse? <laughs> even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. You know, Todd no, Phillips, I think, I think right. made that documentary. Is that yes. does that sound right? Y- student mm-hmm. film. Todd Phillips uh NYU film. Uh-huh. Right. Cause that's like, cause I think he actually like booked Gigi Allen to play at like a venue at the school while he was making the movie and everyone there was like, he can't be here. This he's, you know, poop, he's pooping on stage. We I remember, to, uh, yeah. I remember seeing. university building. I remember seeing footage of that. Uh, maybe, maybe it was part of the parts of that documentary when I was younger and being like, what the, f- what, 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 who, why would anyone go to this thing? What is this? Who is this person? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, and then fast forward to you being in improv shows, and it's, <laughs> it's not that far off. No, it's not the way I behave on stage. <laughs> you got to push. You got to push. Um, Oliver Stone should should have also made the because uh, you know this is about a band becoming too famous for their own good. He could have made the Steve Martin biopic too, and just made Steve Martin out to be an enormous asshole at the end of like <laughs> not funny dickhead who becomes too famous. Yeah. Uh, the does, you know what's yeah. funny the JFK movie uh, that Oliver Stone also did was the same year. It was also ninety one. That's crazy. That means Isn't he half-assed one of them, right? <laughs> yeah, or or actually accidentally has JFK singing a door song. <laughs> wasn't it? Shoot. I think okay. it was 93 uh, when <laughs> I think it was 93 when Jurassic Park and Schindler's List came out in the same is year. Is that true? That, That's insane. I think so. Well. Um yeah, I mean, you can do it, right? You can make two movies direct and write and produce them in one year. It's proven. Someone, yeah, someone can for sure. And then, yeah, nine, 94, of course, with Steven Spielberg produced Dookie and Nevermind in the same year. And a lot of people, That's a lot incredible. Of people said that That's amazing. couldn't be done. Yeah. Couldn't, be done. Be done. couldn't be done. Well, this, um, I, I gotta say, I, I never, I never, yeah, I never planned on watching the Doors mm-hmm. film. I'll never, I'll never do it again. There are all these special features. Mm. Um, oh, there's one of the features that gets advertised on every DVD I own is the interactive menu. Oh, that's they uh, really that's nice. wanted. They really wanted to sell the fact that you can in, in response. I think by interactive, yeah. is I that think just by that interactive, you can, they you can click, it. Yeah. <laughs> you can click around on it. Hey, that's interesting. Right. Computers need more of that kind of uh, yeah. back and forth. But that was new, you know. Yeah, I think early DVDs you probably couldn't, so mm-hmm. that was worth right. That was worth advertising. Well, the last thing is, I think, is Funny. to drink drink our blood. Last thing in the podcast. Yeah. Yes. I wouldn't have any blood. The email you said, make sure you have your own blood on hand. Right. Like, All right. Well, yeah. this is, these guys are, that's their show. They know what they're doing. You know, it's the only way for us to but, become yeah. successful. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one the one positive thing from all this is that uh, we have a new sign off for the podcast. I think, and we'll just go. I think we'll just go round robin. And uh, so, Ross, will you will you die for me? I will die for you. Yes. Okay. Great. Now you Prince scream movie. it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you, you scream. Now you scream that at Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm hanging out outside of a window <laughs> as we speak. You're so saying you're hanging. Uh, Mike, will you die for me? Let's go get some tacos. <laughs> oh, baby. That's how you end the movie. Oh, is there another? Yeah, what's one more how they came up with the song name? Well, he does do a song parody of that at the end where he says, suck me, babe, instead of touch me, that's babe. True. Mm. He, he does. First, but that's true. Yeah. First, pro- that's probably a real thing. It's probably the, that was probably the first draft. Yes. Of the yeah. song. Mm-hmm. What a what a stupid what a stupid guy. But we don't have to we that's one nice thing about the, the modern world is we don't have to deal with Jim Morrison anymore. There's a there's a fish uh you know, love him or hate him, fish. We're out of time. I'm saying <laughs> now on our on my recorder. You know, you gotta give tape. him a we chance. We got it. We got it, Mike. We got it. I'm taking the tape off the reel. We got the whole thing. So yeah. All right. No, all no, right. no. Go ahead, please. Please, There's an album, a live album called Slip, Stitch, and Pass where they're playing a song and they're kind of joking on this he walked on down the hall thing from the end. Like, he walked on down the hall and then uh, 
this Trey, the singer, is like, I said, Mother, maybe it's not Trey, actually. Mother, <laughs> I want to make you breakfast. <laughs> He's like, Father, I want to borrow the car. And did everybody that. freak out in the audience? They were like, oh, my God, get them off no, stage. No, no, they were, they were calm. They were excited just to <laughs> yeah. see the band. Yeah. Everyone was facing the same direction. Yeah. This is, right, that right. is good. He starts that out very, facing the wrong way. That is very funny. Yeah. This band, this is a funny is... little musical joke. <laughs> were you it guys, is, you guys are both yeah. musicians. Did you, were you confused about which way to face at the beginning of your musical careers? Toward the audience, away from <laughs> what, the audience. It's confusing. Yeah. Yeah, what was interesting to me is I, I remember my first concerts, I was facing the right way, and everyone was like, turn around. <laughs> right. <laughs> not um, all of you. Around. Right. Just you. <laughs> yeah. Just you. And you got to keep those other guys. Do not do nothing without <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, this is, there's another, I think my favorite Fish live album is called, wait, you guys are still here? And it's <laughs> no. 90, it's, what? <laughs> well, this has been really great. Mike, thank you Mike, so much. thank you. That, this was, Pleasure. I, I was glad to have watched this movie. Me too. It's, and, uh, great to joke good. about it with I, you. Yeah, I was glad to have an excuse to spend time with you both, and that's all I will say. Yeah, thanks for uh, having Signing me. off. We'll we'll see you next time, everybody in the uh, in in the uh, the world of. Uh... <laughs> oh, while while uh, Adam's falling asleep, can I plug uh, the Sloppy Boys podcast? Oh man, this is I've thought recently about how we never let <laughs> I any, know. we so never stupid. let anyone Why plug. Do we, do that? we never let anyone plug anything. The yeah. one time we had Matt Porter plug his podcast, which he canceled like three weeks. Ago. <laughs> And then right. we w- and then we waited a year right. to put these out. <laughs> That's true. So, right. Um, yes, please. Well, please I will do plug. That. Please. I will plug please. the Sloppy Boys podcast. The Sloppy Boys. It's on Apple Music, all wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, and unlike other podcasts, it is going strong. Mm. And yeah. it's fun. We, like the one. Sloppy Boys, the my rock and roll band. Listen to those albums too. Also on Spotify, we uh, we make cocktails and during each episode, and we drink them, and we have a lot of fun. That's fantastic. Excellent. What's the, did you say the name of it? Uh, it's just the Sloppy Boys. Okay, right. I got it. It's the there podcast. Yes. Famous cocktail maker. As you f- featured in uh, your uh, Lifeguard music video, I believe you're making a exactly. cocktail and drinking it out exactly. of the shaker. So there you go. That's right. <laughs> well. All right. We did has it. Been, this has been terrific. Thank you, everybody. See you <laughs> next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>